Welcome to The Things We Say. I'm Sheldon. And I'm Nate. This is a topical podcast where the topics are chosen at random. Sometimes they will be profound, and sometimes they will be stupid. But no matter what, we have a lot to say about them. We are known for the things we do. We become the things we think. We live the things we believe. These are the things we say. And we're back on the things we say. I'm Sheldon. And believe it or not, I am also Nate. (laughs) (laughs) I do believe it. I believe it. Oh, my. We started this podcast in 2017. Yeah. It is 2023. Just insane. And we have not done enough episodes, although we're over 100. Yeah. So. Yeah. And uh, I've I hearing that intro made me smile a lot. I'm not going to lie. That made me really happy to hear that. It's been way too long. To hear ourselves six years younger than we currently yeah, are. Yeah, that's been a weird thing. I've I've actually gone back over this last year. I went back and listened to some of that stuff and... Interesting. I, I I would be interested to have a conversation with me then to see some of the differences that I have in the way that I think and the way that I process and the life experience that I've had since then. It sure is a time capsule. It is. And I'm enjoying that aspect of it for sure. But so guys, here we are. welcome back to the basement because that's where we are. We're in our little yeah. basement studio. In our basement bunker. Yes. I've not seen any creepy crawly things, so no. I think we're good. No, and I'm trying to keep them clear for the sake of Sheldon. I was just recently on another podcast called yes. Silver Screen Biases. Yes, and I will be hopefully soon as well. Yeah, We're talking about Star Wars since that seems to be a recurring theme. <laughs> that's what happens when you're, when you're new to Star Wars as an adult. Yeah. Because all the rest of us just grew up with it. It was just in the cultural lexicon, and yes. now it's ruined. You don't think so. I don't know. But I, I think so. I like everything about The Mandalorian, Dave True. Filoni, and True. Uh, was the other guy that was working John with John Favreau. John Favreau. Yeah. They've been magical. Yes. Uh, but Kathleen Kennedy is trying real hard to ruin that, too. Oh, yeah. yeah. Real hard. I don't it's like gonna her. It's going to be bad. I don't want anything bad to happen to her, but I don't like her. <laughs> Unless she gets fired. That I'd be okay with. I'd be okay with that. Yeah. But Disney's not going to do that, so whatever. There you go. So I am curious. I don't. I don't want to steal thunder from that. Uh, the podcast that you did do about Star Wars, but give us a little bit. One of the things that you talked about. Uh, we've had a discussion about the whole religion aspect of of Star Wars. Oh yeah. And I kind of want to because we didn't really dive into it a whole lot, but I'm kind of curious if you would uh, throw a little bit of that yeah, out w- here. We didn't go too deep into it as far as the religion in Star Wars, but one of the things that they were talking about was does uh george lucas touch on faith issues and does that and what does that do for us as christians because one thing that silver screen biases is trying to do is look at what what are the authors or the directors trying to tell us with all of this and i was like well there are religious elements to star wars and in fact, in New Hope, the one that we were talking about, Han Solo references it, the Jedi thing as a right. religion. Yeah. And so I'm like, yeah, there's a religious element to it, but I don't I don't think it helps or hurts Christianity in any way. Right. I one of the reasons I wasn't introduced to Star Wars much younger was because of the whole 
uh, like the force was like an Eastern religion right. type thing. And so my parents were like, yeah, it's better. Basically it felt like you can do life without this. Right. I don't think we need to introduce this right yeah. now. And, and it and hits so that it whole, well, where does that power come from? If it's not God, right. then. And that's kind of a black and white way of looking at right. things. And I was just, but that's kind of the culture that I was raised in. Yeah. So and, and again, even for me, I know different, different environments and maybe it was handled a little differently, but yeah. Same for and, me. And so I'm like, yeah, the force is clearly something that comes from Eastern meditation and, yeah. and, and has Eastern elements mixed into it, which, you know, I'm, I'm like, if you also, if you have a bucket for magic, <laughs> for like white magic, black yeah. magic, that kind of thing, if you have a bucket for that, I feel like the force just goes in that same bucket. For sure. And it's a storytelling tool yeah. more than anything. Which the funny thing to me is that you specifically referenced that because that was the first thing I, I realized when I read the Harry Potter series. And yes, I have read the Harry Potter series. I have watched the <laughs> Pastor movies. Pastor Nate, and, how and dare you? And I'm going to tell you right now, not even as a pastor, but as a thinking human being, <laughs> the reason those books were popular is not because they are satanic. It's because they are really good literature. J.K. Rowling knew what she was doing. In I'm that, looking at the book right behind yeah, you on the yeah, show. Yeah, the whole, there the whole thing. J.K. Rowling knew what she was doing in that she started off her characters at like 12 years old and was writing a book for 12-year-olds. And every single book that released, the kids got older and the way she wrote got older with it. It didn't stay right. as 12-year-old books. And so it literally followed your physical and mental progression to what you could handle. And it's they're brilliantly written. They're very well done. But they are basically Star Wars. If you are okay with Star yeah. Wars... Essentially, Harry Potter is the exact same storyline, except you get to see what goes on in the Jedi Temple instead of it just mm. being referenced. So, it's I not mean, an endorsement. It's just a fact. There it just you go. Is what I it mean, is. Han Solo called it a religion. Yes. It has a temple. There's yeah. a lot of elements to the Jedi thing that <laughs> are religious. but Ancient I, weapons and hokey religions are no <laughs> substitute for a good blaster at your side. <laughs> <laughs> and Luke, who's just recently been introduced to the full thing of the Force, is like, so you don't, you don't believe in the Force, <laughs> dude. You didn't believe in it. You like didn't even 10 know it existed ago. until five seconds ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so far, all Obi Wan has done is told you that there is a Force, handed you a lightsaber, and threw a droid at you, and you were like, oh, you don't believe in the Force, <laughs> dude. <laughs> Such a whiny baby. The oh, whole he's time, so bad. The in whole that time, first movie. me and Rylan were watching back New Hope, preparing for this episode. I'm like, but Amy's gonna go get some power converters. Oh, you know the funny Shut thing? Up. I just hey, recently hey, Luke, found out. Tell everybody that you're homeschooled and you've never been around people <laughs> because of the way you behave is totally like some homeschool kid that's just been sequestered <laughs> from society and feels like entitled. And and like his thing is the most important thing yeah. because there are no other things. Yeah. Can't relate to anyone. And and he's sitting there looking at Han Solo, the guy who has the only ship to that in the story <laughs> that can get him off planet. And he's basically like, They're charging us too much. I don't have to sit here and listen to this. <laughs> Where's who your are ship? You? <laughs> 
and then and then you have a you have a general for the resistance standing up there and saying this is an impossible shot N who knows all the equipment they have <laughs> knows the people they have to fly it and luke's leaning over like eh, i used to shoot womp rats with my butt <laughs> just shut up like shut up shutting up your experience with womp rats could not be less significant oh. to what we're talking about here. You know, the funny thing about the original Star Wars movie, the A New Hope, is that I feel like it's an excuse for the other movies to happen, and therefore I have tolerance for it. Empire has always been my favorite. It will always be my favorite. I love the emotional intensity of everything that's going on in that. It's, it's great. There is no better line in almost all of cinema history than Leia passionately looking at Han and saying, I love you, right before he's going into Carbonite, and him looking back at her and go, I know. And that's the last words, maybe the last words he says to her. I mean, there's just so much great stuff in that. But yeah, I, Luke is barely tolerable in that first movie. Man, he's, oh, it's rough. It's rough. <laughs> it's very rough. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, not to go off to, onto a long tirade of Star Wars, because we don't have to do that every time we uh, get it on an open mic here, but... I don't know. I was just thinking about that since that was a thing that came up because yeah. I do. I know too many Christians who have been too invested in Star Wars and tried to make it Religious. Christian or biblical. And I'm like, no, just let it be what it is. It is entertainment. <laughs> That's what our friend Ross told us. Yeah. Is like, <laughs> you don't have to make it religious. No. It's not trying to tell you no. a religious story. It's no. trying to tell you a story. And that's one of the storytelling elements. And things can be moral and, that, and, and have, have lessons that you can take away without being explicitly Christian. And the reason that is, is because, again, all truth belongs to God. Like, it is his. Doesn't matter what the source is. If it is true, it belongs to him. And I'm not going to discount the truth of anything or the moral of anything or the good lesson from anything just because it happens to not be Christian and right. packaged in such a way. Yeah. Anyway, there are definitely attempts made that I've seen to over spiritualize things that need not be no. spiritualized in the least. Yes. <laughs> One of the funniest things was it recently that at our church that someone has said is basically, oh, it was Andrew, and he was saying, Dear God, help me win this game <laughs> and help them to lose. <laughs> <laughs> it's like. It's like we always pray it kind of in sports. You see oh, yeah. people praying that they might win, but I never thought about audibly saying yeah. and help them and help to them lose. lose. <laughs> How terrible that is. <laughs> praying on a sports field is a weird thing. There, there is some movie I can't remember or show where I remember somebody praying and it's a very much, you know, that kind of thing. And then at the very end, the, the, the coach prays something to the effect of and help us kick the living crap out of this other team, but he doesn't say crap. Right. And I'm like, because that's what every coach who's ever prayed that prayer is thinking. Help us and don't help them. You know, that's the kind of thing. But anyway, yeah, spiritualizing random things is exactly what it sounds like. You're just spiritualizing a random thing, and it has, has no need or no place to do so. And that was in, in Cool Runnings. They did the... <laughs> Our Father who art in Calgary, bobsled be thy name. <laughs> like there was this whole prayer that John Candy prays. And I remember some people like taking offense oh, to yeah. this. And I'm like, it's hilarious. It is hilarious <laughs> because it's just true. Oh, I miss John Candy. That was one of his last movies, wasn't it? Yeah. He has a, he has a 49ers tie-in. Did you know this? No. 
literally they call the one Super Bowl the John Candy game. Okay. Because Joe Montana has one drive to do yet against the Bengals. And yeah. the Niners are down in, in the Super Bowl. They're trying to win this game. And everybody's super tensed up. They're coming in, and there's only so much time left on the clock. Joe Montana walks into the huddle and says, hey, isn't that John Candy? And, like, the whole team turns to look and from the huddle, and it was, and it was John, John Candy. Candy. He was at the game. <laughs> but that, that was where Montana's head was. Yeah. It just brought it a broke levity. The tension. And it broke the tension. Nice. And they just went out and played the drive, and it worked out, and they ended up winning. <sighs> but... <laughs> I had no yeah. idea. Yeah, I had no idea about that. Yeah. Isn't that John Candy? <laughs> I'm going to use that sometime. Yeah. <laughs> In a particular intense meeting, I'm just going to throw it out sometime. Like, Isn't that John Candy? Why is that? Oh, that's good. Go. Oh, man. Joe Cool. <laughs> so we're mostly just kind of trying to get back into the rhythm of this. Obviously, we've been away for several months, more than several months. Yeah. Um, We'll have to tell you that there are good reasons for that Very. and not tell you all the reasons. Yes, unfortunately. Because it's not all our story to yeah, tell. Yeah, it's not. But it's not. Yes. We we haven't been meeting in this way without you. You don't have a lot of need to be yeah. FOMO'd about this. That's right. Yeah, even but. Sheldon and I aren't hanging out as much because <laughs> our lives have just gotten stupid. It's okay. But no, it's not, which is why we're doing this. No, it's Cause, not. Because this, this set time to actually sit down here and, and do this guarantees that we... We hang out. Yes. So, um, so yeah, we're not going to give a ton of detail about where we've been and what we've been doing. But I do think there needs to be a little bit of kind of a refresh of why we're here and why we're doing this. Because I think even our motivations have changed from six years ago when we started. And I didn't go back and listen to our initial episode to talk about it. But I do remember... Not even sure if those first couple episodes actually exist. Still out there now? Because we switched platforms. They might have oh, got right. pulled down. Interesting. Somebody told me that, that the original ones were down. I've I have still to go got check. Them. I think I've still got them archived somewhere okay. if we ever need to put them back. But, yeah. you know, one of the biggest things was we, we were... We were obviously very affected by a lot of what we saw during the, the 2016 election. And one of the things that we talked about specifically over that was... It seemed like it doesn't matter what anybody does. It only matters what they say. If they say the right things, if they're particularly couth or smooth or they understand, it doesn't matter how much they've actually done, good or bad, people like the words. And we were kind of like, shouldn't it be the opposite? Shouldn't it matter more what you do than what you say? And so we kind of came to this thing of like, we're going to just try out the podcast. We're going to see you know, what happens as we discuss things and just kind of say... These are just the things we say. We may not think this again in three months and six right. months and a year, but right now these are the things we're saying, but it's not who we are. It's not our core identity. This is just us forming ideas and, and getting ideas out there. Um, I think that core is still probably there right. for me. Um, I've discovered a lot about myself during doing this podcast. Um, Sheldon and I have become close friends as a result of doing this podcast, which I don't know if it would have happened right. had it not been us sitting down like this. Um, well, and I process things verbally a lot. Yes. So you guys get to hear my process on a lot of the thoughts that we've touched on. And and I think um, one of the things about the show, like you were just saying, there's there's a process to the things that you think. And yeah. you might have an idea back here that it's like, I have this opinion, but as I talk it out in conjunction with somebody else, after a while you arrive at a different opinion. Right. And then you have to live that out and say, okay, is this, does this mesh with right. my reality? Does it hold? Yeah, does it hold up yeah. over time? Um, and 
in the 2016 election and since then, there's been, in our culture, people have gotten even more sensitive about the things yeah, that people, people say. say it's, yeah. gone, it's actually gone the other way from where the podcast started enough that I'm like, is it worth pulling down the first couple episodes or, huh. or the first couple years of this? Because there's things that I've definitely said on this platform that I don't necessarily hold to anymore. Mm -hmm. We tried to go back and pull some of those out in one episode and it was tough to yeah. really do. Um, but as I listen back to it, I'm like, that's a different person yeah. six years ago. Um, in, in not in major ways, but in but I think slightly different ways. But the national conversation, you can get, you can get canceled, you can get ruined, you can you can blow up in a good way yeah. from something that you say, but then it's your character underneath all that that does matter in the end. So whether you get canceled, if you had good character to begin with, you get canceled for something that right. you said. Your good character eventually will shine right. through. In the same way that if you have poor character and you say something good and you get blown up for something good, your poor character is going to eventually show through. So we want to be known for the things we do and who we really are. Right. But again, these are just the things that yeah. we say. And, you know, it's interesting that you even mentioned that because I think there is something important that can be learned by the differences between some of the opinions, some of the thoughts we had previously and some of the thoughts and opinions we have now because it indicates that people actually do grow. I've never understood this whole mentality of, oh, you know, people don't really change. I don't know anybody that's the same from year to year. There may be some core characteristics that are there and that remain, but we change constantly. The, the environments that we're in, the interactions that we have, you know, I mean, the things that I've, I've experienced over the last two years have dramatically changed who I am as a person. Right. Um, mostly to the positive, but none of these things would I have picked to go through, but they've been positive things in the end. And so this idea, I, I like it because it flies in the face of, and I want the things to stay there, even the stupid things, even the even the things that we don't agree with anymore. Like I want them to be out there because I want people to see you can go from thinking and feeling a particular way and your experiences lead you in another direction. But I also want them to see that sometimes your experience can allow you to dig in and be like, no, I was right about this. This is This is true and this is good. Yeah, that's very true. I'm going to text my wife because I hear something in the background and it's distracting me. <laughs> there you go. And one of the things that we've been doing on this show and that we'll probably continue to get do moving forward is we don't do a lot of editing. No. I mean, we can probably count on one hand the number of things that we took out and it was just something that afterward one of us was like, you know what? We could probably take that out and just make our lives a little bit yes. easier. Uh, we don't do a lot of editing to it, so you just get it raw the yes. way it is, as if you were sitting here with us. So, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah. Sometimes that part scares me a little bit. And the one thing that is scary about doing what we're doing is that I will have people come up to me and say things or know things about me. Oh, yeah. That I don't remember that they would have known. Right. And I'm. When did when did I say that? When did I communicate that to you? Oh, I listen to your podcast. Oh, great. Uh, oh. I like to pretend that no one listens to this. Yes, and it goes better for me. You know, but I I feel like it's I feel like there's a better aspect to it than than you know social media, for example. Like I'm based I'm off of social media. I don't I don't have any anymore. 
This um, is true. It's really hard to send you funny things. Yeah, and I, at this I point. now that we're back on here, I'm going to have to hop back on the the things we say Instagram so that we can let people know that we're back and doing things again. And I'll probably up up my game a little bit there, communicating through there and and giving people a little something to feed off of. Um, but I just because it's just not. It's just gross. Like I don't like it. I don't. I don't like the assumptions that can be made about people. I don't like the way that, generally speaking, we kind of lie about ourselves on social media because we're presenting the best moments and the best times and the yeah, best. Yeah, you things. take six pictures so you can yeah, post a good one. That's right. And we and we think somebody's brave when they do post the one picture of their child rage snot nose crying over a thing. It's like this is what life is really like. We know you don't always see the thing, but this is the heart. I'm like. The fact that you had time to write this little speech means that you weren't actually having a big moment here, or if you were, it happened a while ago, and you just got inspired and wanted to do it. And again, I get it. People wanting to be heard and, and wanting to, to have relational connection, but it's a poor substitute for actual relational connection. Right. And I feel like this medium of communication is actually a lot better and a lot healthier because, again, I'm accountable for what I'm saying. It's out there. Like it's, it's, yep. it's out there. And again, like you said, we made a couple of tweaks and edits because we know, we knew we misrepresented ourselves on a couple of things and wanted to correct that. Um, and I would say, honestly, Sheldon probably saved my butt on one of them because he called me out on something that I would, I would still at this point say, I stand by what I was saying, right. but it was not a comparison that was, that was a winning comparison. I should have left it alone. And I saved myself in one of them because I was <laughs> my brain was too tired for what I was talking about, and I yeah. But I but I think there's an accountability to this because it's out there, and it's not just a oh I mistyped or oh I didn't oh you were reading out your own like you're hearing my voice like you're hearing what I'm saying yeah. you're hearing my inflections, and I gotta own it. And so I think there's a good accountability to it, and I feel like I've learned to communicate better as a result of doing this because I'm having to think as I'm going. And actually have something to say when my thought process is done, as opposed to just the other thing staring that, awkwardly. The other thing that we do is we both make a living off of the things that we say. So yeah. I have to get good at being filtered in the in speaking to people, whether I'm training or I'm right. preaching or I'm teaching something, and exercising my filter at all times can be really draining and tiring. Yeah. Like it just wears you down. And I did three days of training last week. So it basically is eight hours a day where you're on at all times. Yeah. And you're, you're trying to uh, represent the company. Well, you're right. trying to represent yourself. Well, you're trying to, not do that in a way that's not believable, mm -hmm. but connect on a relational level with each of the people, get to know them and speak to them in a way that matches what they're expecting, what they're looking for, and also who you really are. Yeah. So all of that stuff is going on in your head at all times. And I came home after three days of that and I didn't even want to play games on my phone because I didn't have a strategy <laughs> brain left. Right. Like it was just... My brain didn't want to do it anything. It, it's 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 tiring, and people are like, "Oh, you play with equipment and talk for a living. How hard can that be, right?" <laughs> you know, <laughs> or like that's the terrible, like the terrible. Oh, you only work on Sundays, Joe. Yeah. Like it's or the same kind of. What thing. do pastors do after yeah. they speak for two hours on a Sunday? You know, in two different services, or if you have one service, you spoke for a half hour. How right. hard can that be? Right. Yeah. <laughs> you need seven days to do that. Oh man. <laughs> yeah. But, 
but yeah, this, this the whole thing has been a really good exercise for me. And again, I I feel like it's it's helped me out relationally, even having to sit across the table from somebody and and have some of these discussions. And we've had some heavy ones, we've had some stupid ones, and we will continue mm. to do all the heavy and all the stupid. And we'll continue to have guests. We'll continue to do all the things. So basically what we're coming at you with is the understanding that not a whole lot has changed here other than us <laughs> as we've gone. And the, and the format will continue. We're not, looking to, uh, we're not looking to switch anything up or do anything dramatically different at this point. Uh, just get back in the saddle and uh, get roaming on it. And I think that what you say and who you say it to, it can change people's lives. Yeah. That, that's the other thing. What you say is powerful. Yeah. We're not trying to diminish that by saying, well, this is just the things we say. No. It, it, like, <laughs> the things that we say can directly change somebody's pathway in life. Yeah. Uh, where they choose to go, it can unlock things for people. It can reveal truth. Right. It can shut people down. Like, life and death is in the power of the tongue for a reason. Right. And we know that, so we're not just flailing wildly. But, no. Um, there's, yeah, there the, is a process to right. some of this and stuff. The, in and the way I think that. of it, too, is like, you know, I give a lot more grace to people who I know mm. to be able to say things to me that I wouldn't necessarily take from a stranger. Right. And I mean that both in terms of them saying something that is unintentionally insulting or saying something where I go, is that really the way you wanted to say that? Because I know you really well, and I don't feel like that represents your heart. So I'm just going to go with, you didn't mean that the way it came out. Like, there's an aspect of grace that goes with it relationally. And I wanted to, I, I think we wanted to establish with this podcast, like, if you know us, you know us. And you may not agree with everything you say here, but hopefully our lives bear out in such a way that you'll give us grace to say some stupid things or be wrong. And, uh, and come along and learn and, and learn together as, as we go through this. And so I think that um, I think that that's one of the important things that we've just kind of lost even as a society is the ability to, to talk to each other without automatically going to character. Yeah. You know, we, we, again, I think there was a time and a place where what somebody did mattered more than what they said. Like everybody, of course, wanted the whole idea of like, oh, if that person says something, you know, their words, their bond, they're going to do what they've said. Like that kind of thing is not what I'm talking about. But there was grace given for people saying and doing stupid things because like, oh, you know, we know them. You know, they're so-and-so from, from what's their place and we grew up and their dad and the thing. Like there, was, there were connections and there were history and there were, there were ways that you needed each other that went beyond the petty realities of words. And, uh, but they are still important and they need, things need to be said. Things need to be talked out. Things need to be worked through. Um, I'm even tempted to try to get some people of this on this round where we know for a fact we disagree with them on some things and have some actual debates and and discussions about that can things. be fun because again, I want to prove out that there there are people that you can disagree with completely and still walk away and be okay with each other. Right. You don't have to to go to character assassination on somebody just because you disagree with them on some fine point. Yeah. I was just I was just talking to somebody today about political things and I know we vote completely differently. But we were talking about the fact that we could probably sit down and 85 to 90% of what we think should or shouldn't be done, we would agree on. Right. But what we would disagree on is what was the tier of importance, you know, is 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 is, you know, climate and preservation more important than 
than abortion is like the the levels of all these things would vary and what role does fiscal responsibility play in any of it exactly so there's so there's all kinds of things where if you're looking at the whole we would agree that these things are important but we wouldn't necessarily agree on which ones are the most important and those are the things that divide us and they really don't need to right they really don't need to so again just this is for me is just that continuing discussion i want to continue and and learn and expand and learn more about myself as we continue to do this. There we go. So anyway. Kicking off what would be our fifth season if we were going by years. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's, man, that's still just crazy. Because we didn't publish anything till 2018. Yeah. But. That's one thing. I had a baby since the last time we were on here. I mean, I didn't. My wife yes. had a baby. But you, I was around, and I help with the other three You guys have a children. new life in your household. Yes. So I'm, I'm officially now a father of four children. Yikes. Which is will be really fun once the baby is not an infant anymore. I mean, we love her. She is amazing. She's she's smiley and she's a happy little little thing. But you just forget how much a newborn takes one of you out of the equation. And I'm and this is no criticism of my wife because she is doing everything for that baby, and I am doing everything for the big kids. And it is we're just tired all yep. the time. Even though we're we're you know co-parenting and co-opting everything and trying to work together, it's exhausting. Yeah, and uh, and so I I look forward to the days when we can actually tag team things again and actually be on the same team playing you know zone defense as opposed <laughs> to doing this weird man-to-man thing. Yeah. So, but yeah, that's been a good thing. Uh, our our you know ward baby the last. It's it's the last grandbaby for my my parents unless somebody decides to adopt at some point. It's kind of a weird end of an era. Like we're we're moving on to a whole different plane, which is funny to me because you're in a I'm teaching one to drive. That's right. You're in a whole different place that I will not be for about another ten years. Yeah, it's all good. But yeah, I is, love every stage. And that's still one of the things that's so interesting to me is how different our lives are, <laughs> even though we're the same age, essentially. I just have more free time. Yes, you do have more free time now. That's true. But it's a funny thing, you know? It's a very funny thing. But there you go. Yeah. Well, we're not going to belabor this episode. We're not no. going to do this. But it's we wanted recalibrating. to get... The point was to get back in the saddle to, to produce some content and get out there. And uh, the next time around, do you think we're going to tackle the subject we're talking about? Because I'll, I'll bury the lead. We can talk about... We'll talk about whatever. Okay. I'm, I'm good with whatever. All so. right. All right. Yeah. All right. Well... Again, it's good to be back, and uh, here we go. See you next time. (laughs) Thanks for joining the conversation today. The Things We Say is produced by Nate Ward. Technical direction is provided by Sheldon Stauffer. You can subscribe to The Things We Say on SoundCloud and iTunes. Don't forget to like us on Facebook at The Things We Say Podcast to keep the conversation going. This has been The Things We Say. See you next time.